Welcome to another episode of Sustainable Goat. My name is Steve Cassingham, and I interview the greatest of all time in sustainability from the past, present, and into the future. In this episode, I talk with Iona Ratcliffe from Ocean Bottle. Ocean Bottle is an incredible company making a water bottle out of recycled ocean plastic. And this is really, really cool because I'm sure many of you have a lot of water bottles that you've collected over the years. This one is not only made to last, but also creates an impact. So they are doing some incredible work in the space, um, protecting our oceans and making a really cool product along the way. So let's hop into the conversation. I'm really, really pumped to talk about everything that is Ocean Bottle and learn a bit more about you. Um, I think just as a culture, we're everybody has water bottles mostly these days, and I think there's a lot of choices. And um, obviously, I think Ocean Bottle's one of those ones that people should go with, mainly because your mission. But um, I'd love to dive in with just kind of a little bit about who you are and and you know what's your background and what kind of brought you to Ocean Bottle in the first place. Yeah. Well. Um... So I suppose my background has been always in, in advertising and I used to do advertising and marketing strategy for some of the big behemoths that are out there. Um, I did some stuff for Google. I worked a bit with Nike. Um, but for the past sort of five years or so towards the end of that career, um, I had this itch inside me and it was a, a restless itch that just kept itching. And um, it was basically just saying to me that I needed to do something more purposeful and um, to to try and use all the learnings that I had made around kind of how people interact with brands and how they consume and how they kind of um, behave and 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 interact with 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 companies and organisations. And I wanted to use that for good because I I really do believe that there is a role for kind of capitalism in, in climate change. Um, and I had that in the back of my head. And then I used to work late on pitches. I'm sure you know what it's like. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely know what it's like. Um, and I just find myself getting distracted and kind of scouring the internet, looking for these, these brands that I genuinely believed kind of balanced um purpose with profit or sometimes even sometimes even purpose over profit um and i also knew that i wanted to um apply myself to a to a startup something that was kind of very like infant and something that was very small and it was sort of fragile in a way but also really exciting and um i came across ocean bottle um will and nick who are um the two co-founders had just kind of wrapped up the business idea. They were coming out of business school um, and they'd, they were about to launch a crowdfunding campaign. And I thought, oh my God, this is absolutely perfect. And I sent them a message and said, you know, I'd love to come and talk to you. I think you've got an incredible idea. Um, would you, you know, do me the honor of chatting to me for an hour? And I just thought at the least of, of this, I'll get some, some advice on how to move into the startup world and, you know, I'll learn about a great idea. Um, and so I, I got in touch and the rest is history, really. Um, and here I am. It's about, we're about just, I'm just over a year um, into Ocean Bottle. We've been going since last January, we say. Wow. So what kind of, 
I guess sparked that that sudden shift of like you know what I want to do something more meaningful was there like a anything that caused that or was it just kind of like one of those you look around and you're like wow what am I doing um I think I think I've I've increasingly become more and more aware of of the climate crisis that we're in um and I think the more that you're aware the harder it is to to ignore um, but I think that so many things get in the way of you discovering about it. And I think sometimes the language that's around climate change can be very kind of stuffy and boring and, and all these other things that are closer to you in life just get in the way. And, and I really wanted to try and like crack that like as a marketing person. I was like that, you know, that is fundamentally this whole thing is about just educating and bringing people in on this journey and, and doing it in a kind of way that is unpreachy and it's accessible. Um, and that, you know, that was really exciting because if you look at, if you look at Nike, for example, they're, they're incredible marketeers and, and they kind of transcend all these different like cultural groups um, with a belief and a set of values. Um, and I just thought, God, imagine if we could do that for, for sustainable like businesses um, I suppose it was exciting. And then also there was just the kind of fact that, you know, I, I was waking up every day and just thinking, oh, just selling shit to people that they don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to, I, I just, I wanted to sleep better at night, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest challenges in marketing is to, you know, find that calling of, you know, what, what keeps those creative ideas going and, and what's meaningful um, because at the end of the day, a, a good market, good marketing plan and, and a really good ad. I mean, that's, it's all done by passionate people um, and you got to be passionate about it for sure. Um, and, and what was, um, what did you kind of see with the sustainability industry? What, what did you kind of see were like holes or, or opportunities to kind of just do things differently? Cause I think as an industry, it's, you know, a lot of people just, are like oh it's the effort of solar and to maybe use less plastic or whatever that is but you know i think there's a huge hurdle in, in the advertising side um and so what do you what did you see when you started kind of dipping your toe into the water of the sustainability side of advertising um yeah so it's a re really interesting question i suppose that even though the the, the topics and the things that advertising and, the, and these brands were kind of talking about were incredibly emotive in one sense because you know they were talking about how dire the situation is that the that, that that we're facing or you know how how uh societies or how indigenous communities or how uh, cultures or forests or oceans are, are under threat um and how drastic that is but i didn't necessarily feel like i was connecting on an on an emotional level um, and I felt as though that there was a sense of kind of emotion that, that was potentially not as strong as it could be. And that other brands in, in other worlds, um, had, had done well. Um, and I also think that if you're going to try and connect with people, you, 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 you need, you need to persuade them and you need to do something that like makes them believe in what you're doing and it is inspiring. And that's, comes from a place of one being kind of truthful about what you do and, and being true to your mission and your product. But it also comes 
in like beautiful storytelling and thoughtful ideas and you know clever and and brilliant creative but also beautifully designed things and I think you know I hope that Ocean Bottle is a is a beautifully designed thing so you know we obviously always talk about and, and we exist because of our our mission which is to rid the world of ocean plastic and with the sale of every bottle we collect a thousand plastic bottles but it's, it was really important that the bottle really delivered on those kind of like key kind of distinctive beautiful features and also that it was really useful like I think you, you can't just go putting things out there and and expect them to just fly they really need to kind of match the rest of the market um, in terms of kind of credentials I think um, and I think you know there, 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 ha- there is a bit of a perception and I think it's, it's certainly in the UK we're kind of like washing ourselves a bit but um there has been a perception before of kind of sustainable products as quite sort of like stuffy and earthy and a bit hippie and there's absolutely nothing wrong with hippie at all I you know I'd probably like to think of myself as a hippie but I think there was just this perception of like products within that space as not necessarily being slick or sexy or aspirational yeah and so from an advertising perspective I mean hitting the hitting the advertising world with you know something emotional i think a lot of people don't think about you know especially in like the data-driven world now you know you look at the data and you go well if we tell them this um this is the kind of response we should get but um i've always been on the on the side of you know this is this is an emotional thing whenever you make a purchase to to purchase a product most of the time it's emotional um, especially if it's outside of your basic needs and you have to connect with it. And I'd love to hear more about kind of what you guys are thinking in terms of when you were designing the br- the brand, the product, I mean, everything. How is it speaking to like the mission of Ocean Bottle? Because I think that's, that's one of the m- biggest things that I think a lot of companies miss is they don't integrate that design that they have um, and, and the the mission that they're focused on into the product design. And that's what I'd love to hear about. Um, so I suppose, you know, in, in essence, the, the, the bottles basically connect each owner and each person that has it um, with this quite tangible solution to, to the plastic crisis um, in, a, in a really intimate way. Like you, 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 you're, you're kind of picking up the bottle and you're putting it to your lips and you're drinking from it. And I think every time you do that, you're hopefully reminded of, of, of the impact that you're having. But it's, it's also something in the sense that you're, you're kind of connected to, you're, you know, you're drinking, you're drinking clean water and you're also connected to this idea that you're also going to be creating like clean water and clean ocean. And I think that's something quite powerful. I haven't, I don't think that we've necessarily um, communicated about that or found a way to kind of crack that like in marketing. But I think that is just an inherent, like tangible thing um, with the product and, and with individuals. And, you know, we, 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 we could have created, various different products i think what it was really important for us to do was to we found this solution and we found um an idea that was was brilliant that we we didn't actually come up with so plastic bank came up with it who are our partners 
they're brilliant. They set up all these infrastructures around the world and they stop, you know, plastic in these rivers and coastal communities before it goes into the ocean. Um, and they, peop- they pay people um, above market rates, so local collectors, um, to pick up that plastic. And then in exchange for that plastic, um, they get money. Well, they get digital tokens, actually. And those digital tokens, they um, can use um, to exchange for money or tuition or, or healthcare or microfinance. So it's really kind of enhancing social mobility off the back of this kind of ocean plastic collection. That's, you know, that's an amazing, brilliant idea. Like, it's just, you should watch um, the founder, um, David Katz's TED Talk. It's fantastic. Um, But, you know, like other organisations out there that do have these great solutions, there's not necessarily a way to connect people with that. And we were doing a lot of thinking about how we could connect people. And and a a bottle seemed like a really brilliant way because it was just something that you're using every day. It's with you all the time. And it becomes your kind of weapon. And and you're you're passing on single-use plastic every day because you're not buying plastic bottles. But also you're, in buying it, you're directly connected to this kind of amazing solution that Plastic Bank came up with. I'm sorry, I'm just sort of waffling on here, but that's a bit of context. And then I think when it comes to to advertising, I think, you know, the, the key thing is to, to make people feel like this is a global issue that we all face, but there's a very kind of like global solution as well. And it's in humans and it's in individuals. And so when we came out with our first kind of brand film about what we do, um, it was really important for me to kind of connect viewers to um, the collectors who are on the front lines of the ocean plastic crisis um, and to see what the work that they're doing, because it's all, it's all of our plastic. Like I'm, I'm sure you know this, but you know, only 9% of the world's waste is recycled. Most of it ends up in places like Colombia, Indonesia, Haiti. Um, and it's just clogging up waterways and it's seeping out into the ocean. And there are, all, there are millions of people who live in these areas. Um, and these people have an opportunity to help us, to help the rest of the world, to, to pick up all of our waste. And we have an opportunity back home to help them to do what they do. Um, and to incentivize and to give money and to create this more circular system. And then that plastic then gets recycled. So it was important for me to tell that quite kind of story, that story in a quite a human way. Um, but I think in terms of the brand and the look of the brand and the tone of the voice of the brand, you know, we wanted to come across as having a very kind of slick product that's very sort of, um, nice to feel and it's nice to touch and it's um nice to drink from and it's incredibly kind of functional you can open it in different parts you can carry it just very simply on a loop you can keep hot things in there cold things in there you know it delivers on all of those things um so so it needed to kind of be something that was something that was quite brilliant and you would want to use it intimately all the time um but then from the, from the brand side, um, we wanted to come across as quite kind of 
um, approachable and accessible. Um, and so the, the language that we use is, is knowledgeable and informative because, you know, we, we need to know our shit and we do know what we're talking about. Um, but we don't do it in a kind of um, heavy handed way. It's quite, it's quite down to earth and quite approachable. We want to bring people together to have conversations wherever they are in their journey to s sustainability. I think that's really important. I think as a brand, you, you know, you, you need to be creating a community and so that people feel comfortable to have these sorts of conversations. And, you know, we might hold a talk with Christina Mittermeier, who's, uh, you know, the, probably the, the, the world's most renowned uh, wildlife photographer and, and ocean conservationist, one of them. Um, and then you might have, you know, Peter Thompson, who's the UN Special Envoy for the Ocean. Um, and then you might have another individual who's, who's only just started their journey. And I think it's important to bring these people together to have very down-to-earth human conversations. And that should come across in, in your marketing and the events that you hold, um, in the way that you talk to customers and, and everything, really. Well, and I think it's super important, too, to you know, have those conversations in such a real and informative way. I mean, I think, you know, the sustainability movement, um, I just think for so many people, they're, they're turned off by it almost immediately because they feel like they're forced into it. You know, they're saying you have to do something or else. And it's kind of coming from this place of fear rather than this place of, you know, hey, let's just educate you on, on what's going on. And, you know, if you're pretty logical, you'll, you'll want to do something about it naturally. Um, because we're all caring human beings. Exactly. I think a lot of people just don't really know where to start either. So where where would they start? Um, you know, if if somebody was starting their you know sustainable journey, what would what would be a good first step for people? Well, I I actually think I think your I think plastic consumption is a really good place to start because it's it's really there's a lot of information out there as to kind of how um much pollution that there is and how um how much damage that's causing to our environment um you know our our ocean is is we, without our ocean and without the health of our ocean we don't have our planet like every second breath we take is from the ocean the ocean is the most like natural incredible like carbon sink mangroves corals they all kind of give life to much of the, the 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 world's animal population um and they also sequest just huge amounts of carbon so we know that like ocean health is incredibly important to climate change and i think that plastic pollution is is one of the the the, the biggest contributors to the damage of that um, and i also think it's one of the things that is really easy to um kind of dial up or dial down in terms of like your own consumption um so you know even just even just saying no to, to to plastic bottles is 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 a great start and i think just keeping a little diary that's what i i, I did when i started i have to say that you know going zero waste is is impossible well nigh on impossible in, in this day and age i think you need time you need resource you need a huge amount of willpower um, and you have to have quite a kind of structured lifestyle so that you can plan around everything um, but I think even just starting with a diary and saying 
well, this week, you know, I bought my vegetables that weren't wrapped in plastic this time, um, or I didn't buy any plastic bottles this time. Um, it's actually, it's, it's very, very good timing because it's plastic free July this month. Exactly. Um, yeah. And there's, there's lots of great resources out there for, for helping people kind of get on their journey. Um, I've managed, I've got my dad to sign up to, to, to pledge to go plastic, plastic bottle free. Um, so I'm really happy. That is awesome. I mean, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are, um, they feel like if, if they want to be more sustainable, it's, it's almost like I have to, you know, sell everything I have live minimally, um, in order to have an impact because otherwise it doesn't matter. And, and I think that, you know, shifting that narrative to no, like little actions actually do make a huge difference because collectively as a world, we can make a difference. I think, you know, with what's happening with, with everyone being in lockdown as a result of, of COVID-19 and, you know, we haven't been able to travel nearly as much. We haven't been able to go to the shops and, and buy all the things that we were buying. The ways that we were consuming, um, you know, have changed to a degree. And I think that a lot of people have actually, you know, looked inside and kind of thought, well, actually, maybe I, I have got enough now and maybe I, I am actually quite content with what I have. And I think there is a, a kind of philosophy of, of enoughness that is hopefully sort of bubbling in people. Um, and I think that, you know, I, if I think about my own kind of journey, I've definitely felt that I'm not nearly as sort of like stimulated and motivated by the um the online like shopping platforms that i used to be you know five years ago um and i think that that's that's an insight that's probably shared with a lot of people and specifically because of now actually um yeah. i mean fashion and clothes is a is a really sort of easy area as well to try and kind of like do a little bit better on it's kind of you know taking out an item of your clothing and saying or have I worn this like five times? Do, you know, is there a reason why I haven't worn this more than five times? Do I really need to be buying this sort of thing? Um, and, you know, holding those things in your shopping baskets and then seeing if you remember them rather than buying them like straight away. Um, just, li just little like things like that, I think are, are very kind of easy to implement. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that people just, you know, as as the community starts to evaluate the things that they have, the, you know, they're starting to look at, you know, how things are actually made. And, you know, fashion, a lot of people don't know that is that fashion is generally one of the biggest pollutants you can you can have. Um, so, you know, that that T-shirt, that's five dollars. Like, yeah, that's great. You can get it for five dollars. But, you know, what impact are you having because of that? Um, you know, it's better to just have a t-shirt that lasts, that was made well. Um, and, and you make that last a lot longer rather than seasonally buying more stuff. Um, and from the, from the plastic standpoint, um, you know, I think everybody kind of understands, um, you know, the, the severity, I guess, of, of the amount of plastics that are, that are out there. I mean, the fact that now microplastics are being found in, in vegetables and stuff. Um, but I'd love to hear from like the ocean bottle side, what's that kind of crisis look like for you guys? And, um, because you're so, so deep in it. Um, well, on a, on a dark note, um, 
as a result of COVID-19, plastic pollution has actually gone up. Um, and that's just purely because people have had bigger things to worry about than kind of being, you know, sustainable every day. But also, you know, everyone's buying and using these kind of disposable masks. Um, and sadly, on the kind of more macro level, you've got the oil companies and the kind of big um, petrochemical companies who um, haven't been having the demand for their kind of gas and oil that they used to and, and they're finding ways to kind of move through the plastics economy. I know in the US a couple of the uh, bills have been postponed um, that were all around kind of um, fighting plastic pollution from a kind of lobby level. Um, so there is there is kind of a lot of like sadness there but on the other side um, you know, we had Oceans Day um, back in back in June. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, it was the most engaged with, most interacted with, most talked about um, event and day that there ever has been. Um, I personally was able to sit on like four panels. I think Will, one of our co-founders, he was able to go to several. Like you just wouldn't be able to do that in in real normal life. So. It was amazing because there were all these brilliant, just like engaged people, some who were much more kind of like um, into it and, you know, the scientists and the researchers and the marine biologists. And then also all this whole new tribe of like interested people that really care about the planet and kind of wanted to tune in to conversations about ocean health. So there's definitely a real sense of like togetherness and, and action. Um, and I think there's there's lots of conversation of conversations about you know a green recovery out of COVID. Uh, people are getting much more involved in signing petitions and um, you know campaigns. And I think actually there's a there's a, a really kind of positive swell of kind of um, activism. And I think you know there's 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 been there's been some quite radical social things going on. You're you're closer to it than me with in the US with, with Black Lives Matter but there are these kind of really critical uh, conversations that are kind of like bursting into the public sphere that never have before um, and I think that's a really really exciting time um, and then I suppose you know on, on, the, on the kind of on the business and sort of plastic pollution level I'm seeing and it's probably because you know I, wor I work in this area but and I get served, you know, clever advertising campaigns, but I'm definitely seeing a lot more brands and businesses that are involved in, in ocean health, um, whether it's, you know, selling things and offsetting it with uh, the planting of mangroves or whether it's taking out fishing nets from the ocean and turning them into other products. There's, there's all these cool companies that are just sort of rising to, to the, to the, top of people's feeds and that's really exciting um ocean bottles doing pretty all right as well we um most of our revenue to date has come from partnering with um brands and businesses um and who and companies and hotels who who want to kind of join the mission and uh do something great and 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 they basically would work with us to to get their kind of logo engraved on our bottles and then they give the bottles out to staff or to vips or to influencers um and so 
you know, we saw quite a lot of growth from that in the beginning. Um, that's that died down a little bit um, because, you know, businesses were focusing on other things and people weren't in the offices or going to hotels or having events and so on. Um, but it's meant that actually we've been able to kind of pivot a bit more quickly than planned um, towards a more kind of brand to consumer um, space. And we've been, ha you know, we've been doing, that's been manifesting itself in, in lots of cool ways. We did our first kind of poster advertising campaign. Um, we hosted some, some great events. We had hundreds of people attending them. Um, and we've just been doing lots of more kind of, tactical digital things i suppose and also the team's been working on stuff that they would have never have thought that they'd work on i think had you know cat who's this brilliant um team teammate who who works in operations and logistics and she was coming up with these amazing like influencer marketing strategies um so it's it's opened up all these opportunities that i hope it has for other businesses as well yeah yeah i mean i think the the times that we're in have have honestly just challenged everybody to you know not only evaluate you know from like an environment environmental standpoint like you know the per the purchases that they're making but also from a social standpoint you know who who are they you know associated with you know how can you grow a, a better and and bigger community of people and and that is more inclusive and and notice like that you know everybody has different struggles throughout their lives and um, you know, you may not be able to understand another person's struggles, but you can empathize with it and, and, and actually try to understand as best you can. And I think that, you know, these challenges that we're faced in, it, it kind of has forced us to reevaluate kind of everything in a lot of ways. Definitely. I mean, look at what's happening with Facebook now and all these brands boycotting Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, this is, it's, 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 it's amazing. Like it's, I just hope that it will last. I hope that they will stick at it because I think it can't just be, you know, them shouting out to say this isn't enough. I think we've got to see huge dramatic changes from Facebook mm -hmm. or else these brands should just like withdraw their marketing spend. Maybe it's the death of Facebook marketing. I don't know. Right, right. I mean, um, I, I think advertising just in such a, such an interesting pivoting point right now um because people people want to see change and people are demanding change um honestly for i think the first time in quite a long time um you know that voices are actually getting heard um and and you know the movement is growing and i think you know kind of the most important part about it is i mean for people to just listen i mean even if even if they're not gonna take action necessarily immediately like listen um and i think that you know, we're, we're finding that there are ways outside of, out, outside of Facebook to really get that word out. Um, so what's it kind of look like as, as ocean bottles kind of continued to grow and, and, you know, realistically, what's your, what's your hope for, you know, the consumer? Because, you know, I think one of the challenges of, you know, making a, a really good water bottle is that, well, people don't need more water bottles. So, you know, how does that work in terms of like the growth of the business when, you know, you're encouraging people to use less water bottles, but once they have your water bottle, do they need another? I think that's absolutely fair. I think um, we also don't want to be the type of company that's trying to, that just keeps coming out with products and, and trying to kind of get that customer to then buy another product. I think 
lifetime value is obviously incredibly important and you know you work hard to establish that relationship first up with customers so you need to be thinking about how you're going to keep them um, and I think you know you can do that to a degree with 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 great kind of storytelling I think email is a really powerful tool I think that you there are so many ways to kind of add value to to people's lives that are above and beyond selling products um, so that's giving them kind of useful things and equipping them with the right tools to combat sustainability or where to get inspired or the latest films to watch that will help educate them. There's lots of different ways there. Uh, we, we, we will develop new products. I think we're looking into um, a slightly larger bottle that has a different kind of use case. It's better for long drives or big hikes. Um, we're also looking into other types of real reusable products like um well, i can't really say actually and also it's <laughs> still so early but we're, lo we're looking at different um other reusable products um that will all, all connect people to directly to um some form of kind of ocean health solution um at the moment you know plastic pollution is an imminent threat and there's so much work to be done so that is what we're connecting people to but there might be other other areas that we move to um but also we've we've fitted the the bottle with um an nfc chip um and i think we've talked about this a bit before steve but um essentially the nfc chip um is the same technology that you might use in your phone if you have um google pay or apple pay um and we want to create with this kind of tech enabled um feature in the bottle um, a way of rewarding people, um, so owners of, of, of the bottle, uh, for bringing in their bottle to um, retailers or to gyms or to um, their campus library um, instead of plastic. Um, and so the idea is that you would come in, you might go into your cafe, for example, uh, you would pick up a nice coffee, um, you tap your bottle, um, and you'd be rewarded for doing so um, with um plastic collection um a lot of people are motivated by you know some type some type of reward system and stuff like that to be able to get them more engaged and get them more active in in that effort and i think that's honestly like a super clever way to do it i think that's really cool incredible kind of like new new era loyalty platform um and I think it's, you know, people want, to, we, we get customers all the time emailing us saying, okay, I bought my bottle. Um, I, I'm so happy I, you know, helped initially to collect that plastic and helped uh, social mobility at the same time. But how else can I get involved? Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is just a way to keep getting them involved. It's also a way for retailers to get on board, you know, for big, the, big, the big coffee chains, the big cafes, the big gyms. To get on board and say, look, we're we're really committed to sustainability. We're really committed to looking after the ocean, so much so that we want you to come in here. Um, and for coming in here for your loyalty, we will um, collect plastic and we will do some good on your behalf. Um, and I, you know, we know that we know that people are quite fickle. Like they shop around, they go into different cafes, they have different choices, they they move gyms and so on. And I think this is hopefully a way of kind of harnessing that sense of community. And you're right, we absolutely have to gamify it. So we're looking at kind of, um, you know, what, what an app might look like and how we can reward people, how they can feel part of this like 
uh, a leaderboard and, and the perks that you can pick up along the way for, for being part of that community. It's really, really exciting. It's in, it's in very kind of early, early stages at the moment. Um, to be able to do it that way, um, because I think even from water consumption, it's just a great idea. Um, from like an ocean standpoint, I guess, I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to grow up, you know, about 10 minutes from the beach, um, in California and, um, you know, I have such an appreciation for the ocean growing up around it. Um, you know, you just see it and it's, it's vast, it's expansive and, and you see the, the need to protect it very quickly. Um, would you say it's, it's a good idea for people who maybe who have never seen the ocean to, you know, at some point in their life, you know, go to the ocean, see it, take it all in? Yeah, I think I think the the point you made is actually the the, the biggest challenge um, that we face, which is that so many people still haven't had the privilege and the opportunity to have that connection with the ocean. And I think you know it's a it's a critical question. It's like how can we possibly expect people to care and to look after the ocean? If they haven't even had that that connection like how can we expect them to want to learn about it and to understand how kind of important and intrinsic it is if they haven't even had that first initial like moment um i i think it is really important to and i i just 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 for health and for experience and for opening your mind like just to go and and be by be by the sea and be by the ocean i mean there's lots of studies that have shown that it has a really calming effect on your like psych psychological kind of like outlook um i know that myself if i just like you know look out at the sea i just incredibly feel incredibly relaxed it's always the one it's always like the one place i go to in my head if i'm feeling stressed um so yeah i, w I would definitely urge people to to try and get to the to the sea i think i was speaking to um to a friend in california and she said that the beaches have been closed again so mm. that's, that's a shame but when they're next open yeah definitely get out there um but I, then i think you know as a, as a as a company that's in the ocean space we have a duty to try and connect people to the ocean and so that can be through kind of education and community but you know we should be looking to try and uh, connect people that bit more. I even thought I had this sort of crazy idea of doing um, a marketing scheme with um, a, a supermarket here. We have this thing, I don't, I'm sure you probably have it in the US where um, some of the big supermarkets to basically do these kind of like lunch vouchers um, mm -hmm. for where you can kind of spend X amount on your shopping and then you get, you know, um, a voucher or credit to spend on books or uh, education or, or lunch and they do it kind of in partnership with with schools and, and different boards and it, I just thought it would be amazing to have an ocean version of that so you know you could go you could team up with a supermarket and you could buy it, say if you bought a certain amount of plastic free goods maybe you would get to a certain kind of price and then as a kind of reward for getting to that price, you might get, I don't know, um, 50 pounds off um, a ticket, a bus ticket to the beach mm -hmm. or something like that. Because I, 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 I do think that uh, more people need to see and to experience the ocean and then we can expect them to, to do the work of caring about the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's just kind of 
I mean, for me, one of the most relaxing things is just to, you know, be sitting on a surfboard, honestly, and just, just sitting there and going, wow, this is incredible. You know, you feel the ocean. Um, you're just so appreciative of it. Um, and, um, I've, I've told a couple people this, but my, one of my buddies one time, um, surfing, I mean, he, he found a plastic test tube, uh, floating in the water um when he was surfing and and this is just like in california and it's just like when you're having to surf through trash it it just doesn't make sense um so relate to that i mean we were recently we were well not that recently but the beginning of the year we were out in indonesia um visiting a lot of the collection sites um and and meeting with the plastic bank team and we were also making a film um, and I, I really saw firsthand there actually how severe it was. Um, I mean, you just, you wake up and the beach is just covered with plastic. And, and what happens, a lot of the hotels, they get up really early and they clean all the plastic off the beach so that people don't necessarily see how bad it is. Wow. Uh, but it's, it's everywhere. You just swim through it. And if it's been stormy, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's just seeping through all of it. Somewhere like Bali relies so much on water, water. And there are just all these little like streams and waterways everywhere. The whole kind of country is built on them. Um, and these are the places that get clogged with plastic because they just don't have the infrastructure to recycle it and to, to stop it before it goes out into the ocean. Um, anyway that is that's yeah I think I think you know when you when you do see that you are motivated actually Mm -hmm. Um, and that's definitely it's definitely motivated me more and more Um, and I think we do need to talk about that side of things but I also think that there's a a degree of kind of um, accessibility and and kind of down to earthness and inclusivity that that isn't from that world that is really important for bringing people into to your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so I guess what is from like an ocean bottle perspective, you know, what is the why is that so important? Just even making a water bottle purchase, why is that important in like the bigger scope of sustainability? So people can go solar, they can live more off grid, they can maybe buy a little bit less plastic, but what is it about a water bottle that makes makes it so important in the bigger scope of things? Well, I think that, you know, there's, there's, there's literally no proof that bottled water tastes any better, is any better for you than tap water that's been, if you're lucky to live in a country like, like, the US or like the UK where the, the water is, is sanitized and filtered. There's absolutely no, there's no proof that it's any better. Did you hear about the, uh, in New York when they did that? Um, they, they did an experiment where they um, took tap water, New York tap water, um, bottled it and sold it and marketed it really well and then surprised everybody. <laughs> it's just crazy. I think even when I tell people who are so new to this world, that they just can't find a reason for buying like plastic water bottles and that's apart from the fact that like plastic lasts at least 400 years 
and most of it ends up in the ocean and it doesn't biodegrade and it's it's you know it's 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 going into our into our fish into our wells into our ecosystems but you mentioned it earlier you know microplastics it's actually it's 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 seeping into our physical structures as humans we consume a credit card's worth of plastic microplastic every week wow really that's wow i think that giving up on giving up on water bottles is just an absolute no-brainer it's it's not right that these corporations are making huge amounts of money off selling people something that essentially is just tap water right. it's outrageous that is everything that's wrong with like capitalism mm -hmm. um you know obviously i know that a company like evian and, and danone for example they don't just sell or coca-cola they don't just sell water bottles and water uh to countries like ours but they also do supply places like indonesia and um asia you know other parts of asia where they don't have filtered water they aren't fortunate enough to have safe drinking water and so i understand that there is a, a bit of a role for them there um but i think we also need to be holding them accountable to to they should be investing in in sanitized water. They should be setting up refill sites. They should be coming to companies like Ocean Bottle and saying, "Look, can you make us a really, really uh, affordable everyday version of your bottle? Um, mm -hmm. And can we set up refill sites in these areas? And can we use the NFC technology to kind of reward people and get them using it and get them interacting with with kind of re refilling?" Um, I suppose the other barrier that gets in the way is that old C word of convenience. Um, you just got to be a bit more equipped. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we're really lucky. I, I think, you know, water bottles have, have come to kind of, for, for quite a few people, they've come to, to represent saying something about, about you. I know in the U S there's like, there's definitely a culture of kind of what does your water bottle say about you? Like, I mean, it is definitely, there is definitely a culture around, around the water bottle, the color, um, you know, some people throw up stickers on it. So it kind of shows documents their journeys. Um, you know, there's, there's a certain, I mean, it's almost like an opportunity to, to share a story on, on something that you use every single day. Um, and, and one thing that you mentioned that I think um, jumped out to me was just, you know, the effort of bigger companies to, to actually, you know, do something about this. Um, you know, for, for them, I know it's, you know, you're dealing in millions and millions of dollars, but there's also a certain responsibility that they have to, to the earth and, and their success that, and their audience. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, a small effort from a big company can make a massive impact. Um, yeah. And, and I think that just accelerates the, the grassroots effort that has already been going um, and can actually move the needle in, in a really positive way. And, you know, some companies are, are actually really trying to look at it now and, and reevaluating it. And I think a little bit of is a, you know, a shift in the workforce, um, you know, but also a lot of it is that grassroots awareness of people actually now paying attention. Absolutely. I think, I think there are huge corporations that can affect so much change um and you know we're, we're we're definitely seeing that and it's not it's not now just like a csr thing mm -hmm. it's genuinely like these companies are really trying to switch up their su supply chain to have a more sustainable circular 
um, model to, to, to what they're doing. Um, and that's really exciting. I think, you know, BP and, and Shell, they've come out with some, some really exciting kind of um, strategic sort of steps on, on, on how they're going to shift towards a more kind of green um, energy um, infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's, that's an interesting point that, you know, companies like BP and Shell are, are taking some of those steps. Um, you know, I think the, the first thing that people think of is, you know, those companies are instantly the enemy, um, which, you know, in, in some cases, you know, they don't do the right thing, but, you know, at the end of the day, they, they've built a business over a long, long, long period of time. And, and sometimes change is not just, you know, f- the flip of a switch. There's a lot of infrastructure that's got to be shifted and it takes time to implement. Always needed, you know, the world needs energy. Like we need, we need, we need to move. We need to move around. We want to buy things. We want to travel. We want to consume. They help move us from coal. Uh, you know, we're, we're in this place where we have a huge reliance on, on, on gas and oil. And that's, that's, that's bad, but there are all these other new energy, um, sectors that are kind of becoming more financially viable, more economically, like interesting, more accessible. And they're kind of, those big companies are going to be the ones to, to, to make them more mainstream and take them to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's naive to suddenly think that we can just give up on like, you know, we can just completely say no to, 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 to oil or to BP or to whoever. Um, because the rate of, the, the growth of consumption in the world is going up because more people are coming into this world than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes wealth and with that comes a demand for, for energy. Um, so you have to hope that the more progressive markets um, like here and in the US, um, that consumption's changing and it's, it's focusing on more kind of sustainable greener solutions. What do you think is the future of sustainability? Um, like over probably like the next five years or so, um, where do you see the industry going? Is it, is it ocean focused? Is it energy focused? Is it both? Um, just love to hear kind of what direction do you think it's going to go? Um, I think the, I think the biggest thing and that everyone can get involved with is coming up with more circular systems and circular design thinking across all parts of your business. Um, if you're a company that is, and then from a kind of customer point of view, I think, you know, we will, we will more and more be wanting to buy into brands and businesses that are, have really transparent supply chains and are really, um, obvious and honest about where the kind of gaps are within that within that supply chain um and i think that the whole kind of area of like circular design and the circular economy is something that lots of people can get on board with yeah dive in a little bit more into that because i i'm not sure is everybody i mean it's starting to pop up in the news a little bit but i don't think a lot of people are you know well versed in what it means to actually have a circular economy or a circularly designed product so yeah i suppose it's basically thinking about when you make a product when you or when you put something into the world how that product whether that product is brought into the world because there's a clear need for it but then also at the end of the life of that product, 
what happens to it and where does it go and of the process to getting to that stage to that end stage is that process the most kind of sustainable and thoughtful when it comes to carbon emissions production pollution transport uh water use ethical ethically made um and so on as possible um so i mean it's looking at it from the ocean bottle perspective um at the moment not all of the the parts of the bottle are made from reusable uh sorry uh, recycled materials um and that's because we we weren't actually able to crack a material that we felt would 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 last for life and was going to be truly truly uh, useful and also pass food grade standards um so you know that 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 was a that was a big shame for us but we kind of weighed it up and we were like well actually this is a product that hopefully will last a lifetime um so it felt like it was it was it was it was it was still very credible to be putting it out there and i mean it's it's probably the most progressive in the market because as far as i'm aware there aren't any other bottles out there that are made from recy recycled material at all anywhere um, but I am pleased to say that the net next iteration of product will have um, both recycled stainless steel um, and also we're going to be using this bio material um, for the top part this biomass material that is made from recycled materials um, and it's biodegradable so that's Very really exciting so, so that's on the one hand but then it's also thinking about you know is the is the is the place is the factory where that's where that product is made are they uh the most kind of ethical energy efficient that they can be um if they're not that energy efficient are they offsetting all the energy that they're using <laughs> how are you kind of making them work towards a, a a better state of play than they're in at the moment um and then it's thinking about getting that product to your customers and to the people that you want to sell it to. So obviously things like flying are, you know, not the most sensible like carbon solutions. So you bake into your lead times, um, extra time so that you can either ship or rail freight your product. So, so we do that. And then it's thinking about the afterlife of that product as well. So, you know, if at the end of, its journey or if the owner of the bottles decides that they don't want it how easy is it to recycle those materials and how easy is it to put those materials back into the world for good rather than to pollute the world and so with our bottle you can break it down um, you can recycle all the parts you could recycle them quite easily you know at your local recycling center or or even in your recycling bin depends what country you're in um, but we're actually working quite hard um, to create um, a, a way for people to very easily um, send their bottle in to just be upcycled or upgraded. Um, but we want to do it for the rest of the category as well. Um, because I think at the moment, you know, we've, we've definitely kind of evolved in terms of how long um, bottles have been and the market and how long they've 
they've sat on people's shelves. I think, you know, we probably all own a few like reusable cups or reusable bottles that don't really get used now because we've either found something better or we've just gone off the existing one or it developed this weird smell because we put some weird like drink in there. Lots of different reasons. Um, and that really pains us. So I suppose because we're, we're thinking about circular systems and because we're thinking about a circular economy where you're literally you know, following a loop. So rather than a linear process and a linear journey of make product, end life, off it goes, you're actually thinking make product, end life, how does it go back into making that product? Um, and I think, you know, we want to set up some form of like allegiance or alliance uh, with other companies where people can send in their old bottles and, and they'll get sort of like recycled I don't I god knows how it will work and it's probably quite an ambitious thing to do but I think we really want to try and at least see if it if it can be something that that could work yeah yeah I mean absolutely and 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 sometimes when you're you know you're running a business it's it's hard to actually be you know as sustainable as possible just because of you know either the energy that it takes to create the product or the quality that is needed for that product um because you know sometimes you know recycled um, ocean plastic or something like that maybe isn't the need that you have for that product but you know you're trying to be as conscious as possible and i think you know when you mention offsets that's that's a huge ability for a lot of companies you know some purchase carbon offsets some um, invest in tree planting companies you guys remove thousand bottles for every bottle that's bought i mean there, I think there's a lot of ways for people to offset their footprint. And I think, you know, if you're running a business or purchasing products, I think that's an important thing to look at is, you know, not necessarily only if this is sustainably made, but what are they doing on the other side of things? Yeah, I think um, it's quite easy to go carbon neutral or, or, or carbon negative even these days. And I think, um, you know, uh, forests and um, mangroves in particular, like very, very, very big fan of mangrove forests. Um, you know, they, they, they really do sequest huge amounts of carbon. Um, and and we, need, we need all this, this rich green forestry around the world. Um, and, and you're right, there's so many projects now and there's so many ways to, to connect to that um, and lots of opportunities for companies to connect to that. Well, very cool. Um, and what would be, you know, kind of the best way for people to engage with um, ocean bottle um, either purchase it learn more about it sign up to the newsletter just um, start engaging with us tell us what you think um, we're you know we're we're very lucky we had we had a, a good amount of traction with a with a load of people in in the kind of early stages of when we launched um, via the crowdfunding platform that we did and as a result we've just got this incredible community of of really engaged people who give us just brilliant feedback and they want to help us grow and they tell us what we're doing wrong and what we could do better and what's brilliant and, and what's not and, and help with suggestions. Um, and I think it would be amazing if, if any of the listeners here today wanted to be involved in that too, because I, I know that we would benefit from it. I, I could say, I should say buy a bottle, but again, buy one if you need one, if you feel like there's a role for this bottle in your life. I suppose it's, it's small, it's dinky, you can take it with you wherever you go. Um, you can keep things hot in there and cold. But have a look at us online and, 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 and sign up to the newsletter. It'd be amazing to have you aboard.
Um, and equally, if you've got any any feedback, please do send it in to us. Our, our emails ahoy at oceanbottle.co. And that is also a very clever email. I love it. Yeah, we tried to use a few ocean puns without going overboard. Iona, thank you so much for honestly being a part of this. Um, you know, I think for a lot of people to, to look at the ocean at least a little bit differently or think about, you know, the products that they buy that they use every day, um, you know, our ocean is such a huge part of of our livelihood and what, what really sustains us as a, as a world community. And I, you know, just the efforts that you guys are doing and, and the product that you've made. I mean, I can say firsthand, the product is honestly incredible. Um, it's, it's the, and the design that you guys have done. I mean, the fact that you can just throw it in the dishwasher, um, and it works really well. Um, it, and it just, it's so nice in the hand, perfect size. It fits in anything. Like I personally love the bottle. Um, and, and I've been on the, I've been on every side of it traditionally more of like a hydro flask kind of person, but I've also done the Nalgene bottle way back in the day. Um, I've, I've tested a lot of the water bottles over time and, um, this is the one that I honestly find I'm carrying with me almost every single day. Oh man, that's amazing to hear. Thank you, Steve. I feel like that was, that was for everyone listening, that was definitely genuine. Like I did not get Steve to say that. So <laughs> thank you very, very much. It's been a pleasure to chat to you. I'm, I'm excited about um, your platform and, and where it can go. And hopefully this is um, just the start of, of more conversations. Thanks to Ocean Bottle and Iona Ratcliffe for being on this episode of Sustainable Goat. It was such a great opportunity to have a conversation about you know, where our oceans are, where microplastics are, our consumption, and the really, really cool product that they make. So there are more details on Ocean Bottle in the show notes where you can get their water bottle. Um, you can follow them on social media. I highly suggest engaging with their feed. It's really, really cool, full of a bunch of really useful information. So definitely go check them out. And until next episode, thanks for listening to Sustainable Goat.